This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Sequence. I'm your host, Trevor Plouffe, and today we have another very special guest, one of my favorite teammates I ever played with, 2017 All-Star, Mr. 305 himself, Yonder Alonzo. What's up, Yon? How you doing, man? Not much, man. Just hanging out. It's a little raining here in Miami right now, but uh, got my training in, got my hitting in, and feeling pretty good. Uh, excited to be here. Thank you for the invite, and uh, looking forward to talking some hitting. I appreciate it, man. You, um, you're like perfect for this show, you know, where we kind of talk about hitting a lot and we talk about new age hitting and old age hitting. And you were one of the guys who really benefited from what a lot of people were calling like the swing revolution, where guys are trying to put the ball in the air a little more. Uh, we linked up in 2017 with the A's and you were the first guy I ever hit with. Do you remember that day in spring training? Yeah, we were in the cage. It was like a, it was a voluntary workout. And we actually, I remember like if it was yesterday, we had the left side of the cage and we were hitting the machine. I think we were doing breaking balls. And uh, yeah, I, yeah, I do. I do remember that, that day. Absolutely. So you were, you spent the entire off season before that making an adjustment. I did as well. Um, I think yours probably worked out for you a little bit better. What was that adjustment you made and, and kind of like why after having already a successful big league career up to that point, why, why the change? So it all started in 2016 when I was in Oakland my first year. And um, I remembered, you know, I was, I was with a good teammate of mine, Danny Valencia. Love and Danny. I remember I used, to be a, I used to be a guy that was a, a foot down type of guy, just trying to be a really good hitter, uh, swing at strikes, be okay with just getting a base hit. Um, shooting the ball all around on a line. And I never forget, like, it was towards the end of the, the year in August. And, and Valencia kind of came up to me one day. We're in, we're in the cage. And, you know, he said, hey, I just don't see you have so much more potential in there. You know, the way you lift, the way you're built, the way you carry yourself, the, the approach that you have at the plate. I'm just not okay with you, you know, being a, a 280, 290 hitter with 10 homers and yeah, sure, you know, your on-base percentage is over 360 and, you know, you're driving in some runs and you can hit 30, 35 doubles, but I just see more in there, more in that body. And and I, I'm not okay with, you know, because we were talking about hitting and his evolution. And he's like, I'm just not okay with your approach of, you know, being in a hitter's count and just being a, being satisfied with a with a ground ball to the left side over, you know, in between 30 short for a base hit. You know, I just think that you should take advantage of those things. And people are just pumping you heaters because they know that you just don't have that power that can come with it. And, and people are just not afraid of you. They're just attacking you at all times. So I said, well, what should I do? And he says, well, I think you should really, you know, give your A swings, you know, not just your, your two strike approach. And from there on out, you know, I was a, I was a little bit upset uh, because I wasn't playing as much anymore. Um, I was very down on myself, you know, realizing that that there was so much more in there, and I needed to really go 
in my video room and, and realize, okay, if I'm going to make a change, where does it start? And I was very mm -hmm. realistic with myself, right? I was saying, what is it that you do bad? And for me, it was a lack of power, a lack of obviously playing the corner precision was a, a guy that can just pretty much carry the team and mm -hmm. for a week at a, a week's at a time and just realizing that, you know, I'm here to do, take care of this game. Today mm -hmm. is, is my turn. And it just wasn't happening for me. So I started just watching video of, of all the guys that I like. So I picked I about three it. or four left-handed hitters that I wanted to kind of be like, mm -hmm. but on my own terms, right? You know, I knew in the back of my head that I had a good hand-eye coordination. Mm -hmm. I knew I had a really good approach. Now, it was a matter of me mechanically seeing what was wrong with me. And what I really realized with these four or five guys is how well their lower half was working. Compared to mine, I mean, it was basically, there was no lower half for me at all. It was all just handsy, very handsy. And for me, my thought was always, you know, your hands are, are your best friends. Your hands mm -hmm. are your best friend. And I just forgot completely about my lower half. So I just started, I remember it was like one of the first year of Odor. And, and you know, we were playing Texas quite a bit. Uh -huh. And I remember this little guy, right? He was like 5'7", <laughs> right? 5'6", you know, using a 35-ounce bat. And he is just turning on balls. Like, big power. This guy is hitting, yeah, big barrel. This guy looks like he's 6'5", the wind ball <laughs> come out of the bat. And he was taking people left center in Oakland on a night game. Left mm -hmm. center, center. Mm -hmm. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on. If this guy can do that, I need to start figuring out what's going on with me. Yeah, because you're a big so guy. Started, like, you have, right. you have the yes. power. Yeah, so I started I started dissecting his at-bat from the side. I'll never forget. I told the video guy in Oakland. Um, I said to him, hey, I need you today. We were playing the Rangers. I need you to videotape Odor's at-bats from the side, from the angle. He's like, all right, cool. So he Love did that. that. Then, we, then we played uh, the Royals. And I said, hey, I need you to videotape Hosmer's side <laughs> angle. So we did that. Uh, whatever. you know. So I, yeah. I had like four or five guys that I really liked. Um, and, and then I, Donaldson was one of them. He was already with Toronto. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I want you to do Toronto, uh, with Donaldson. Um, and, and then there was a couple other guys that I wanted to do. And what I did was I, I videotaped all these guys that I liked. And I said, okay, I'll never forget. I called my, my hitting coach here in Miami, Mike Tozar. And I said, we're going to make a big change and nobody, I'm, nobody's going to know about it. I want it to be a secret. Um, I don't need to tell anybody. Now, I'm going into my free agency year. So I'm going mm -hmm. into my third year of arbitration for the next year. Mm -hmm. I'm like, nobody's going to know about it. This is going to be a surprise. I don't want nobody to know. It's going to be a leak. And he's, he said to me, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to go with a leg kick. Either I knock people out or people are just going to knock me out. And then I'll be okay with it. Yeah. But it's time for me to make a change. And I'm going to take my A swings at all times. And if I strike, you know, I had never struck it out 100 times. And I said, yeah. if I strike out 120 times, but I happen to put the ball in play, you know, let's just say I got to run into 30 balls. Mm -hmm. If I run into 30 balls, that's 30 homers. I got to run into 30. I don't care if I have 250 anymore. You know, I'm not going to hit 250, yeah. but if I do hit 250, I'm going to hit 30. Mm -hmm. So we said, okay, I love it. Now, what's, what's the plan? I said, don't worry. The plan is, is getting started. <laughs> the, the plan's already going. Yeah. You know, so this is around like September 1st. So I started messing with the leg kick. In, in, in that batting practice and in the cage. And Valencia started helping me a little bit with the leg kick. And mm -hmm. he was kind of telling me about rhythm and when to get started and this and that. 
So long story short, we're in the last series of 2016, and we're playing the Mariners, and it's like, what do you have to lose? Just go with the leg kick, right? <laughs> Who cares? Just go with it. If you go for four, so be it. Yeah. Well, that day, I went three for four with two doubles, and I hit two doubles that were like off the end of the bat, and it hit the wall. And my BP was just like crazy BP. Mm-hmm. Like the power I was hitting. In BP, I would never even hit the ball to center field for homers. Now I'm going way past that. Like, I'm going left center homer, center homer. I'm like, I think I got something here, right? Like, I think I really got something here. So I left it at that, and and I and I left. And I when I got to Miami, I'll never forget, it was like a weekend to the offseason. And I said, call my hitting coach. I go, let's go. We're going to start hitting. He's like, well, I think it's early. I said, no, no, it's not early. Let's go. We're going to start hitting. We're going we're gonna to figure this out. Mm-hmm. So Manny, who's my brother-in-law, he said, hey, uh, I'm going to join you guys. You know, so we Because he had kind of a leg kick as well. Mm-hmm. So what I started doing is I started calling people. So I started calling Hosmer, talked to Adore, talked to Donaldson, talked to a couple guys about leg kick and approach and mindset and what they were thinking about. And I started realizing that, you know, this is kind of for me. You know, this is, this is really happening. So I went with a bigger bat. You know, all of them kind of said, use a bigger bat. And Adore was kind of like the first guy to tell me, use a big bat. Because you can feel your legs better. You can feel your legs when you're swinging the big bat. When you're, when you're using kind of a, a lighter bat, you tend to get very muscly and very upper body-ish. Okay. So you want to feel that lower half when you're training. So I got myself a 38-ounce bat. I mean, this thing was a tree. <laughs> but what it taught me was... It, it taught me how to realize what my legs were really doing. And, yeah. and it wasn't like I was swinging the bat with my, my hands. I was really swinging the bat and the bat speed with my legs and my hips. And Yeah, you, you can't know, swing a bat out. that big with your hands. Just, if just your upper body, no, you're not going to be able to do it. No, I think if you take 100 swings with that, that size of a bat, you're, you're, the next day you're, you're done. Uh-huh. Right? You're gassed. So I started realizing how important really the lower half was. Mm. And... Uh, yeah, it took off. It took off. And I'll never forget. I wanted to hit. So we took about three months just hitting in the cage, like really fine tuning things. I mean, I was videotaping me every day. We were going back at night in the day. I mean, we were doing two sessions a day, really to hone in and clean, clean up everything that was going on with this new way, right? This new model. And I, I'll never forget. I said, ground balls are, are not it in this game. I'm going to hit the ball in the air at all times. If I hit a ground ball, I'm not going to beat it. I'm not going to beat it out. So it's got to be a knockout at all times. And I started realizing my potential. So three months are in, in the off season and I'm like jittery. Like, when are we going to get outside? I want to see how far these balls are going. <laughs> and that's a good we feeling. Did that. Yeah, that's a good feeling. And, and I've never done that. My BPs were always like line drives. Oh, what a great day. You know, I hit a hundred line drives. Well, <laughs> okay, that's it. Cool. Go home. You know, <laughs> So the first day we get out there to BP on the field, I mean, everything was just dead center homers at all times. And I was just like, you know, my hitting coach was like, this is going to work. <laughs> Valencia came to, Valencia came, and he was like, yeah, this is going to work. And yeah, from there on on, I, I, we went to spring training and, and I was like, Oh man, I cannot wait. I just cannot wait to get my hands on on a game and just really, you know, showing off a little bit and so we had practice the first day in spring training. It was like that individual practice where you hit mm-hmm. BP and you know, it's Arizona, you know, and Bob Melvin throwing gas BP 
and you know you're feeling nice and saucy like you know pearls fresh and pearls every day yeah and i must have taken five rounds and i must have hit about 15 homers 20 homers. <laughs> and you know everybody was just like what what did you do mm-hmm. and i was like i changed my whole swing and my whole mentality so then i started getting a little bit you know confident and you know cocky and just kind of like all right here i come like i'm gonna you know kick butt and I'm going to take care of this whole game, right? Mm-hmm. This, this is my game today. Today is my turn to turn on. And yeah, that's how it, that's how it all went. Did you talk to Bushy at all? It? I did see it. Yeah. So I, I talked to Bushy. Bushy is um, the Oakland A's Bushy, hitting coach for people who don't know. So Right. And, and Bushy, Bushy was so good because he let me be, right? And mm-hmm. We had like an hour talk one day before the season was over. And I told him I changed. I said, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with a leg kick. And I'm going to go big or go home. And he says, I love it. You know, you got to do it. You got to do it. And I said, all right, but when I come back, this is going to be a surprise. Nobody's going to know about this other than you and a couple other guys. And that's it. I said, all right, let's do it. And came back the, the next following uh, year. And, you know, my whole swing had changed literally from the ground up. And, and it all literally started with my mindset. Not being scared to change. Yes. Not being scared to fail. And being willing to go for it at all costs, you know. You wanted to be on your terms, so you said, "I'm gonna like this." Right. Was you you signed a deal in arbitration after the 2017 season? You were gonna be a free agent, so it's like, "Hey, man, right. if you're gonna go, now is the time to go." And yeah, I remember Billy Bean call, called me during that arbitration uh, hearing, and he didn't know what I was doing in the office. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I said, Billy, I changed my whole swing, you know, and it kind of sucks because I'm going to make you the smartest GM all over (laughs) because here's this guy who you picked up from San Diego who was just like a slap hitter and I'm going to be an all-star, I'm going to hit 30 homers and then you're going to trade me in the trade deadline because there's this guy by the name of Matt Olson who's going to be a stud during this time, right? He's in double A hitting 35 homers and I'm going to make you smart again. But it's okay. And he said to me, well, you know, you have two months to prove that to me. And I said, two months, it's going to start today in spring training. Uh So I went into spring training with that idea of I'm already fighting to for for next year, like for free agency. Like I'm not I wasn't even fighting for me. When was my last days with Oakland? It was going to be no, I'm going to fight for free agency. Like I felt like I was going to stay there the whole year and I was going to be a big mark on, on that on that team. And you were, and I love this. That's why I said, bro, I have to have you on the show because your story is perfect. Like you had success in the big leagues, but you thought there was more and you were willing to make a change. And not only were you willing to make a change, but you were willing to put the work in. Like you said, you were doing it every day and you reached out to people who had done it and you did the research. And it's like, that's how you get confident in making an adjustment is you, you can't just say, I'm going to do it. There's work involved in it. And what you just told everyone, I mean, you put extensive work into it. Yeah, and I remember, like, I think the extent of the work that I did, you know, it was so long because we're talking about, you know, almost five months in the off season doing this work every single day. Like, Sundays I was hitting, Saturdays I was hitting, two mm-hmm. days. That kind of hurt me a little bit in the second half of the year because I was so exhausted. Sure. But it also led to so many great things and, you know, really realizing what an everyday Yonder Alonso can bring to the table. 
to being at the caliber that I wanted to be at. So I said, you know, it's it's a sacrifice, right? Like you have to just get a, give everything you have and see what happens. Tomorrow, I don't know what might happen. Today, I'm going three for four and I'm taking care of this game. I'm, I might hit two homers today. So that's how I felt. And that was the mentality every day was, you know, once I, I put my uniform on, it was game on, you know, in between those lines, I wanted to just kill or you were going to get killed. So yeah. it was either you... You, you're the hunter now. You know, I was mm-hmm. tired of being hunted. Love that. I was tired of these guys just bullying me and pitchers just bullying me and front office kind of bullying me and just, uh, you can't hit righties and you can't hit this guy and you can't hit that guy. And I'm like, no, I really can. I could do it. So I kind of took matters into my own hands and I kind of played that whole year. I played just like angry all the time because mm-hmm. there was so much like anger built inside me of all these years that. I kind of put myself in that situation, mm-hmm. but just realizing that this is it. Like it's time for me to just become a man and just become that hitter and that fierce guy. And, you know, it, it really helped me with the guys in Oakland, right? Like, yeah. you know, having like Chris Davis, you know, we're seeing there and having Valencia and having uh, Healy who came, having Jed Laurie who came and yourself and Matt Joyce, you know, these were guys that, I really wanted it as well. So those guys kind of pushed me to to be that guy. I was just going to say, I missed that team. We had a bunch of like guys who were smart baseball players and like understood yeah. things. Uh, Jed was one of them. Uh, Joyce, same thing. Like these guys understand hitting and they're able to talk about it in a way that, you know, I think can really help people. And I think um, there was like an open mindedness in that organization at the time where it's like dude like do what you got to do to to help the team win and if this is what it is like let's talk about it and we're we're all in the cage all the time together talking about swings and stuff um so i i I definitely miss that you know i miss like that team i remember we would take ubers and it would be eight guys on an uber yeah good team you know like everybody was always together you know it was it was fun day games were fun uh, you know, most guys during day games, everybody's exhausted or whatever. And we found a way to enjoy ourselves, have fun and bring it every single day. And like, you know, I really, yeah. really do miss that. I did too. All right, let's get into this a bit. So this is, we talked about you had success in spring training. Um, you came out in April. I think you had like three or four homers. Right. So you're like, okay, like, but you had a decent April, but then May is when you turned it on. So this bat is from May 9th. I think right. you end up hitting that, 12. Before, yeah, before you go to that at-bat. So okay. my goal was to have my goal was to have four homers or five homers a month. Perfect. So that was kind of my goal. My goal was to go in there and say, you know, just four to five homers a month and, you know, hit 300 a month and play gold glove defense, right? <laughs> like, that was my mindset. Just play really it. good defense, have four or five homers a month and, and see what happens, right? And see what happens. And... You know that's that's how it all began. Yeah. So this one, so, we're in Oakland, and mm-hmm. we're playing against the Angels. And Alex Myers throwing. He's a guy that I was familiar with from the Twins days, and he's a guy that throws hard. Yeah. Uh, command isn't always he there. 100. He's got right. a good. I think he has like a splitter changeup thing that he throws off of that, especially to lefties. But not an easy yeah. at bat. You know, a guy that's like, okay, no. you got to buckle down and 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 get into it with this guy. He felt like he was eight feet tall because he's huge. He is. He's like almost seven uh, feet tall. And, <laughs> right. And I remember I had faced him the year before because he had just come up and he just 
just threw me and I just couldn't catch up to him. You know, and it was I hit I got like a base hit, you know, ground ball base hit. And then other than that, it was just like broken back, getting blown up like two oh heaters. Here you go, buddy. See if you can hit it. And I just mm-hmm. couldn't do it. So the following year is the first time I faced him that year. And I'm here thinking, like, you think you're going to give me this heat, these heaters? Like, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> th- I've been preparing for you for a long time. There's a lot of anger in- involved. Right? <laughs> And I went into that day, I'll never forget, I went into that day and I told Bushy, I said, hey, we got to hit early. So, sorry, what do you want to do? And it was like 1.30 and I said, we're going to do the net drill. We're going to do the net drill on the field because I want to feel super, super tight. And I really want my lower half to be working and synced in with my backside. And I just want to be as tight as possible because I know I'm going to get this 98 and I'm going to be so tight. Like it's going to be yeah. so explosive that it's just going to go out. It's going to go anywhere I want. It's I either think- going to go left, it's going to go center. It's going to go anywhere. I think you're talking about the canoe drill. Is that what you're talking about? You put the... It's the canoe drill, right. The L screen yeah. goes in front of the hitter, um, parallel with the, the guy. The, the L, right. So the L screen goes parallel to the to the hitter in front of home... Like you kind yeah. of split home plate and you basically align yourself with your bat to be as tight as possible. And then you have a guy who's flipping to you front toss mm-hmm. and you're just trying. What my goal was to hit homers at all time to right center. So yeah. I never wanted to do homer. I never wanted to hit homers to right or ground balls. I wanted to just really hit backspin homers to right center. And you, you, you were there. You've yeah. seen a bunch of the, the times that we were out there. And specifically that day, I felt like I needed to be as tight as possible yeah. to try to get that heater at 98 miles an hour, middle end, and try to really hit it to the center part of the field and barrel it. And and if all all you got to do with those guys is just touch it. Yeah, just touch you it. You know. So yeah, that drill doesn't it just it doesn't allow you to cast your hands. It makes you keep everything in. If you right. don't know the drill, I'm sure you can Google canoe drill and it'll come up. It's a very common drill that right. a lot of guys do, but it's really it immediately gives you the feeling of keeping your hands in tight and not casting right. them out. So you right. did all this, right? right. First, this is at one o'clock. All I'm thinking about is Myers' 98 mile an hour fastball. What am I gonna What am I gonna do to it? Well, and that, that's all I was thinking. Yeah, then we get uh, you know your first at bat here, bottom of the first, and I think people can see a difference. Like when I look at you now, like you look hitterish, bro. Right. You look like you're ready to go. And in years past, maybe not so much, but this is like angry. I'm gonna beat you on the hunter yonder. Yeah, yeah. Like this is my face. Like you know, my wife tells me all the time. She's like, "Why do you look so mad? You never laugh." And I'm like. Honestly, I have so much anger inside me that I just want to see the baseball and just literally <laughs> just hit it out of the ballpark, <laughs> you know? Well, first pitch, you know, I mean, you said he blew you up with heaters in years past, so you know they're heater. probably just coming heater first pitch. 100%. Are you ready to go pitch oh, one? Ready. Okay. All I'm thinking is, you know, be short like the net drill and catch it out in front, catch it out in front. All right, first pitch. We got Maldonado back there who he's a stud, so right. he's a good catcher. Yeah really good sets up away and there it is i mean just 97 97 down and in and i didn't i I didn't swing at that because my sights weren't there right my sights were up in the zone kind of more middle-ish middle away like that was my zone so if it was anything down and in like that i just wasn't going to swing at that you know I, i was thinking about center field you know center field left center somewhere around those lines out in front to just crush it 
and then he throws me that pitch kind of like down and in and i'm thinking okay we know he's a thrower right he mm-hmm. doesn't have that much command so sure. i know who this guy is because it's the second it's the first inning it's one nothing ball game uh it's early in the game he just threw me a 98 mile an hour fastball middle in i just don't think he's going to locate on the black away so just forget those sights kind of so much out there kind of just see that that ball right down the middle it's got to be right down the middle and just hit it to center and be out in front on it like just just give me your a swing right here especially one up like i'm one yeah. right now i'm thinking this is my time like i yes. used to i used to mess around a lot with you guys and say this is daddy's time you know this is my time one oh it's my time knowing that i know this guy's gonna challenge me you know yeah i mean especially early in the game like you said there's two outs here he is more of a thrower Right. So you're like, this guy's going to rely on that. Uh, his heater's his best pitch. So right. basically you're locked into a heater. You're saying, put it put it in the middle of the plate and I'm going to do damage on it. That's it. Gets the ball back and yeah, I can see like, you thinking that. That's what I'm thinking about right now. Like as I'm fixing the, my, my stance right there on the dirt, that's all I'm thinking about. I'm saying, this is my time. And I'm thinking about it. I'm literally just thinking about that. Like be short, be on top of the baseball and let it go. This is your time. I can see your face. Look at this face. This is a guy that's locked in, ready to do some damage. Yeah. And look at right there. I mean, you already have your numbers up. I mean, you got the nine homer. So you're feeling saucy at this point because, like I said, I think you only had four in April. So you crushed some balls early in this month. Like, you're feeling good. Oh, yeah. Like, this is the second week of May, I want to say. And I already had – I was feeling like – I just have to touch the ball. And Chris Davis used to talk about that all the time. When he, when he was on, on his rolls of hitting a ton of homers, he would tell me all the time, I just feel like I just have to touch it. Yeah, and it's just going to be a homer. That is strong, bro. Right. And I was <laughs> like, you know what? Like, I just got to touch it. I just got to touch it. I love it. All right. So, 1-0, baby. Yeah, this is it. Setting up away again. Mm. There it goes. Dude, that's a swing right there because that's like a line drive. Oh, yeah. It was a line drive, and it was super. I was super tight, and I was like on my backside, and I remember it exploded off my bat, and it was right down the middle, you know? I mean, just the extension, like right. everything about that is awesome. Work. Lower half, everything was working, and and it was everything that we had, you know, been practicing all uh, all day long, pretty much. Yeah. Mirage. Hey, there I am. It was a fun, fun. uh, You know, I'm here going around there, like I'm feeling saucy now. Like, I just took this guy left center with his best stuff, and you see Maldonado saying, "Hey, that was, you know, middle end, good pitch. So what? You know, he can't do it again." And I'm here thinking, "Yeah, right. (laughs) If I have a homer already on my first at bat, there's a good chance I'm gonna get you again." Oof, that's right in your wheelhouse. I love these slow mos. That one we're gonna go back to. You're so you talking about how tight, tight you is. are. Yeah. Right. What I love is your elbow just going straight into the slot. Like right here, you're like you're getting ready to get into launch position. Right. And, wa- and watch the elbow kind of act independently back there, the back elbow. Boom. Right. That's it. That's that's net drill right there. Right there. That's net drill right there at one o'clock. Yeah. That's all we were trying to do is get as tight as possible with your with your backside and then literally just let the lower half look at my knee. My back knee is just down on the ground because I'm driving downhill. And, you know, from there on out, it's literally just touch the ball because it's just going to take off. 
Oof, baby. That's something yeah, right there, is. man. That's a nice yeah, swing. That, that, yeah, that felt good. That felt good. That's a laser, man. Oh, hey. There he is. Hold on. <laughs> Trevor. <laughs> there we'll he is. dap it up. Huh. Look at him. No, but so I love it. I, fucked out. <laughs> I love this. Like you did it. You, you experimented, you changed, you saw almost immediate results with it. And it produced an all-star appearance. And amazingly, the all-star game ends up being in Miami. Right. And you get to do right. that in front of all your family and friends. Right. And spoiler alert, at bat number two, we're going to show right. the fruits of Yonder's labor. We're going to take you to the All-Star at bat. What was that like for you? Man, it was uh, four days of no sleep. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, an incredible, incredible time. Um, my dad enjoyed it so much. I mean, everybody enjoyed it, of course. But I remember going into the offseason and saying, you know, I, I know the All-Star game is in Miami and you know, I can't like let people down. Like I can't be <laughs> home in Miami, like watching the all-star game at my house. Like I got to be a part of it. And you know, that was another, another thing that I had in my head, right? Like I can't pass up on this opportunity. Like I gotta be there. There's, there's no way I'm going to be at home watching the all-star game while it's in Miami. You mm. know, like, no, that, that's just not, that's, that is a no for me. I gotta <laughs> be home. I gotta be home for this. And yeah, then next thing you know, I, I'll never forget Bob Melvin told me I made the All-Star game and I just literally started crying right there. And, uh, you know, it was, it was an accomplishment for sure. Um, I, I was just very ecstatic and very happy for, for everybody, you know, everybody around me and, you know, my teammates and everybody that had to put a lot of effort into this and the grinds and there's so many things that go in your head, right? And like my parents and everybody. So it was great. It was awesome. My wife, my kids. I can't even imagine, you know, like the sense of pride that you had because if anyone doesn't know, I mean, Miami is a hotbed for baseball and you guys have your own culture out there. All right. you guys growing up, baseball is, it's it, man. That's, you know, oh, obviously yeah. there's some football down in Florida, but baseball, especially in, in Miami, that's a huge community. And for you to be able to, you know, make this adjustment, make the all-star right. team, represent your city, it's just like, it's just such a cool story. Like, I'm so happy right. we're here sharing it right now. Right. Yeah. I lived half a mile from the stadium. You know, back then that stadium was the Orange Bowl. So mm -hmm. I used to sneak my ways into watching a lot of Miami uh, Hurricane games in, the, in that in that actual <laughs> place. So, you know, that little Havana area for me was really my home um, and where I grew up and where, you know, I did a lot of uh, fun things with friends and, you know, got into football stadiums and got into, you know, the games, the big games against the you know, Florida State, the Gators, all these great, great That's awesome. games, right? And here we are uh, in the All-Star game in Miami, yeah. The U represent. Who Who else was in the game from Miami? I don't... Nobody, just me. It was just you? I was the only guy. From from the Miami guys, I was the only guy, yeah. You gotta. You had to have someone represent the crew, and you did it. I did That's it, man. That's pretty awesome, I remember, You know, I remember, like, a bunch of the guys, Gio Gonzalez and Yasmani mm -hmm. Grandal, and, you know, a lot of Miami guys, John Jay... They were so happy for me, man. Like they were just awesome. so super pumped and all the text messages and gosh, so many guys texting me from Miami and just how happy they were for me. And yeah, man, it was it was super, super cool. And uh, you know, definitely four days I would never forget.
I didn't even want to sleep. You know, they, they say <laughs> you don't sleep during those days. And I was like, I don't want to sleep. Like, you want it really and take it all in. I want to really take it all in. You know, I just want to take it all in. So it was a lot of fun. So then, yeah, you get to the All-Star game. Um, you got two at bat. So first at bat, you, you work a, a, a knock against Zach Grinky. So you got that out of the way. You get the hit. Like, that's got to be, like, kind of like a sigh relief. Were you nervous, like, playing, or was it, Dude, I'm home? It was crazy because, you know, I was thinking, like, yeah, I'll probably play, like, the seventh, seven, eight, nine, you know, whatever. I'll get one at bat. Cool. That's good with me. Uh-huh. Next thing you know, Smoke plays, like, three innings, gets two at bats, three innings, and they say, hey, you're going in. And I'm like, I'm like oh, shit, it's the fourth inning. <laughs> Like, are you kidding me? I'm going to have four innings to play. Like, I'm, this is the fourth inning I'm going in right now. Like, I was pumped, right? Like, five innings for myself. I can really enjoy myself and have fun and see what it's about. And uh, I'm facing Granky, who had faced with the Dodgers forever. And I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, I'm like one for 20 off Granky. <laughs> and I got to face Granky on my first time in the All-Star game. Sure enough, I get a, you know, gloop hit to right, you know, just straight leg kick and... It would have probably been, without the leg kick, a, a roll over first. And I was able to fight it off and get a base hit, and I'm like, that's it. I got a base hit now. In the you know, all-star game, bro. Yeah, this is my time now. Like, you know, I feel, I'm feeling good right now. Um, so, yeah. and then Who was the manager? The uh, it was Tito Francona. He couldn't make it. Um, so, the, the bench coach was, was the guy, and Sandy Alomar was one of the other guys, and yeah, it was great. It was it was uh, it was awesome. It really so they was. knew what was up. Like we got to get Yonder in the game and have him play because this is it, man. I mean, like, like we yeah. said, it's like a once in a lifetime thing, and like a lot of shit has to line up for you to be able to be in this game. Like, it has to be in Everything. Miami, like in your career. Like that doesn't happen. Like you know, teams Everything. get All Star games once every twenty years. Right. Everything had li- really lined up, and and I was just ecstatic and i think you know justin i think smoke was very happy for me as well he he didn't even like he wasn't like you know maybe another guy could have been like oh man I, i'm the start of the all-star game at first base like i want to play four or five innings you know mm-hmm. and he kind of just let it be and he's like hey enjoy it man have fun and that's awesome i was Good like for you. i really took that like uh, man thank you man I, I really appreciate that yeah so, this is, so yeah this is something that you have forever which is amazing right so here we are on the second at bat with uh Kenley and and I'd had good numbers in my career against them, but I'm here thinking like, man, all right, I got one out of the way with Granky, so now I got this guy who's vicious cutters, <laughs> mm-hmm. and he's having a great year. He's under one in his ERA. Yeah, wow. I mean, he was nasty that year, right? Dude, look at those numbers on the board right now. Yeah, it's disgusting. Right? It's <laughs> Fifty-seven disgusting. to two, his K to uh, walk ratio. That's a joke. Right. Yeah, it's it's just filthy. So I'm thinking one thing and one thing only. I already got a hit on the board. The score is 1-1. One, one, it's the ninth. Like, I'm not thinking about getting a base hit to left field. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I'm thinking about going big. <laughs> That's all I'm thinking what, about. What? So you said you had faced him. Uh, with You were the Padres. And you, and you faced him when he was in L.A. What was, What's like your approach against uh, Kenley with his cutters? Well, I tend to think that his my approach against them is a little bit different than most left-handed hitters why do i say that because it has to do with my mind and my eyes with understanding of my swing right what i'm trying to do at the moment what he's trying to do at the moment what's he what what is he showing me that day and i was the first hitter 
uh, of the at bat of, of the inning. So mm-hmm. I really didn't know what what he was what he had that day. All I knew is that he was going to throw me his cutter. Yeah. So for me, I'm always thinking about when I face him. He's a big guy, so it feels like his cutter is just on you. Mm-hmm. So I never I never try to swing at his cutter in. You know, anything middle middle in, I just don't swing at it. You know, my thought is to see his cutter like on the outside corner or you know or a ball away but here's the the funny part about it is i try to pull him then mm-hmm. so i'm trying to pull the pitch that's away right and i'm trying to pull that now the pitch has to be on a good location right it's got to be up in the zone mm-hmm. something that i could do damage with and anything else you know i i fight off or or i try to get my hits middle of the field so I'm, my sights are completely like on the opposite side of home plate, mm-hmm. but here I'm trying to pull this guy, which okay. most guys would be like, why would you try to pull a pitch away? Well, he throws that cutter, right? That cutter's coming mm-hmm. in. It's a heavy cut. It's a late cut. So it's like a bowling ball when you hit it pretty much. But if the, my, my, my years of facing him, my best approach has been like that, and I've, I've had success against it. And, so, and now are you, you, you said, <clears throat> obviously you're the first batter of the inning. You know he's throwing a cutter. You know he throws strikes. Look at his 57 to 2 ratio there. Right. You're ambushing. I'm ambushing 100% because... And, and trying to go big fly. I'm going big fly, but with the <laughs> approach of... I know the ball is going to be like away. He's just going to get that quick strike just to feel himself, you know, where mm-hmm. he's at. So I was. it's funny. I, I have a leg kick. I, I'm trying to remember the leg kick. And it was like... I felt like my leg kick went straight to like home plate. Like it went like... <laughs> out there and then i scissor kicked my swing my backside just completely like <laughs> falls because i'm trying to pull the ball mm-hmm. so it's like i'm doing two different things at the same time but you know i'm trying to do one thing and one thing only so it was maybe a little bit of a vicious swing that i wanted to take um but yeah it was it was awesome man because he 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 always comes after me he attacks me all the time which is awesome you know a competitor like that just i faced him like last year and it was completely different. He was throwing me more two-seamers. He was throwing me curveballs. I think he mixed the changeup in there. And I was uh-huh. like, all right, now he knows that obviously I've, you know, I've had success against him with his cutter. So he's finding different ways to get me out. And he's gotten me out. Yeah, he's definitely gotten me out. We've actually featured him on the show before. Uh, nice. Uh, David Dahl uh, came on and was talking about him. We, so we discussed this. And, and as a right-hander, I approached him the same exact way where I think a lot of guys will try to take that cutter that's going away from you and drive it to right center. I think you have to uh, look to pull him from the right side as well because he has like that little upshoot to his cutter too. It, right, so, it upshoots, it goes up and so it cuts. So it's like it's going yeah. in your hands and it's going in your eyes. Yeah, so if you're trying to like kind of go with that pitch, it just hits the top of your barrel and just gets you to like kind of fillet the ball or pop it up. So I always thought, man, I got to get like almost get on top of it and try to right. and try to pull it. Uh, right. That's like my mindset, and then that's kind of I had some success against him thinking that way too. It's just really interesting to hear you say, it. "I got to pull the same, I got to pull it as well from the left side." Right, I got to pull it from the left side, but with a pitch away. Pitch away, yeah. which you know most lefties will be like, "How can you do that?" Well, <laughs> give it, give it. I think you have to basically understand what his cutter is doing yeah. for you to really trust that you have to pull it. Yeah. You got to see you know, it. You got to see it. And that's the yeah. only way, you know, we can sit here and talk to somebody that's never hit a cutter 
and they'll say, ah, okay, yeah, cool. And, or I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. But if you know what that cutter feels like and looks like when it upshoots, mm-hmm. you got to really, you really understand that you really got to pull this guy. I mean, there's a the reason, right there's a reason why this guy puts up the numbers he does with a seemingly oh. one pitch. I mean, he doesn't throw, he's probably 90, 90 plus percent probably, yeah. cutter, you know, so it does some it's funky disgusting. stuff. It's, it's, just, and he's on, he's on you too, cause he's a big boy. Yeah. So it's just, his cutter's just heavy. All right. All-star right. game. Top of the ninth. Tie score. Yonder's leading off. He's trying to put one in the seats. He's ambushing. Maybe everybody in the stands probably knew you were you were trying to hit a homer right here. You're trying to be oh, the hero. Man. I would think. Yeah, I, th- I think everybody <laughs> kind of knew I was going to ambush too. So it was pretty funny. This is a quick at bat. Spoiler. But let's, bat. Let's, let's go. Let's check it out. Got him here. Let's see if we notice anything different. Nothing. Away. And just like you said, I want to point it out. I mean, Yachty obviously show gear. My gosh. Gold gear. Just filthy. What's Iron he, Man. What's he saying to you? Nothing. He's like, hey, man, congratulations on the All-Star game. He had talked to me prior to the game, so he, uh, I, I had known him. We have a good relationship, so he was just really ecstatic for me. And uh, I know Joe West is behind the plate. And, you know, Joe, Joe, his, uh, my head coach at, at Miami, at University of Miami, was his uh, fraternity brother. Oh, cool. So he's like, and, you know, he's like, hey, hey Yonder. He's like, I, I hope Jim Morris is watching this. I'm sure he's very proud. That's like, cool. Well, I'm sure he's very proud, too. You know, you're behind the plate, and I'm about to hit. That's cool. So uh, it was pretty cool that he uh, he gave me that time. Yeah, so it was cool. So we saw the hit already, um, but I want to show the location of the pitch because you said, I set my sights on the outer third of the plate, and I'm trying to pull the ball. Well, you see where Yachty's yeah. setting up, and you see where it's thrown. Away, right. And, you know, it comes in right at the last second, and, you know, I just – pretty much took a whack at it so you see my front foot there it's like pretty much uneven mm-hmm. because i'm thinking so much away but then i'm thinking you know you better you better go with your a swing here like don't try to hit a fly ball to left field here right you know try to try to hit this thing to right center you know and i think and if, I, yeah go ahead go ahead go ahead i think if he elevates that ball a little more i think he might hit a homer yeah it was a good pitch it was down on the yeah. way like that's a tough pitch but I'm diving out there so hard that I was able to get to that. Let's watch it again. And a rocket, man. In the All-Star yeah, game, in he front of everybody. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm thinking like, oh my. Like, I just can't believe I went two for two. Yep. So and then cool, Sandy man. tells me that that uh, he tells me first pitch I, ju- I should go. He's like, go steal bat. <laughs> I'm here thinking, all right, I've had enough. All right, and sure enough, I go for it and I get a stolen base out of it. So we got to watch that. Is, that. is that this next pitch? Yeah, I think uh, it's uh, there. It is. I left. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, first <laughs> I just left. For everyone watching, Yonder's not the fleetest of foot, you know. <laughs> no, <laughs> very heavy, I must say. I mean, it's awesome. I mean, it's like a fairy tale story. It really is. And I love that you came on to share it with us. Cause absolutely, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. It was my pleasure. Um, but yeah, you know, I love talking hitting and, uh, there's a lot of things that go and go on in somebody's head 
you know, the preparation and the mindset and it takes so long, like, right. It takes months and months and months for, for somebody to develop a skill set and to be where you really want to be. Like, it just doesn't happen overnight, you know? And I think for fans, I know we're like missing baseball a lot and it's kind of cool that we, that there's a lot of podcasts and a lot of people talking about hitting or the game in itself, but there's so much that goes into this of a baseball player, the everyday of, of a life of a hitter or the life of a pitcher or the life of just the game in itself that people kind of tend to forget that. Mm-hmm. And I think now during this time, it's kind of on to light where it's like, hey, you just don't get to the ballpark at, you know, five o'clock and put on a uniform and go three for four and hit a homer and you're good. You know, like guys are there every day at 12 o'clock and this is their religion. And there's a lot of work that is put into this, you know, and it's awesome to see and awesome to talk about. And, and hopefully uh, people hearing this and watching this can understand that, you know, it can definitely happen. They can have an all-star game in, in their city and uh, really enjoy it and, you know, fulfill a dream, a, a long-time dream, a, ki- a kid's dream, and, and really uh, have fun doing something that you love. Oh, I love it, man. Again, yeah. I appreciate you coming on here, sharing the story. No doubt. We're going to have you on again to talk some of bats from this year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Let's do it. Thanks, Jan. All right, guys. Thank you, guys.